Sheena, Nora. How are you guys? I'm good. How are you? It's yeah. very hot, but it's good. Yeah, Nora. Is it hot in Berlin? It is as hot as it is in Malaysia right now at 28 degrees. Yeah, that's pretty hot. Yeah, I don't like that. What about you, Sheena? Um, yeah, it's, it's fairly hot too. Um, I don't do so well with Celsius, so I have to go and look at my Fahrenheit. Go for yeah, it. I'm a Fahrenheit type of girl, but of course, to my uh, yeah, we're my you're an current... American, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, it's 30 degrees right now, 30 degrees Celsius in in my place. So What is, is that in Fahrenheit? So in that Fahrenheit, no, <laughs> uh, 91 degrees, I believe. Dude, no, that's, that's hot. That's hot. Yeah. Uh, but then, if you're in Florida right now, has anyone Google the temperature in Florida right now? Um, I mean, I talked to my mom a little bit earlier, and I believe it's along the same lines of what we're doing here. Yeah, 90s. <laughs> it's pretty. Yeah, in the 90s. Yeah. So where are you right now? Just remind me. Uh, so I currently live in Japan. I live in Kyushu, um, and then, you know, I live in a prefecture called Kumamoto. Very exotic, very cool. I just don't know much about Kyushu. It's an island, right? Uh, yes, it's one of um, sorry, Japan is broken up into four main islands, and we're the southernmost, like big. I mean, it's it's fairly big. It's not like a really tiny island, but it's mm -hmm. not the main island of Japan. Is it bad that I'm googling it right now? <laughs> no, actually, that's, yeah, no, I don't see anything. Kyushu, Japan map. Nora, you know, because like with your job, you know, you, you travel around the world and I am so jealous of your job, you know? Have you been to Kyushu? Well, the funniest thing is um, I used to live in Japan, but when I was there, I was there for almost three years. I was always just in Tokyo. I was in Kyushu maybe once for a show, um, ah. for work. But I've never seen anything outside of Tokyo, really. So, which is which was a shame. I met Sheena um, uh -huh. at one point when I was living in Japan. We were always going in and out, weren't we? Right. When I was right. living there, she was just moving to Tokyo, and right. when she got settled in, I left Japan. <laughs> yeah. Because she moved there. That's why. <laughs> Sheena in, Nora out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, Sheena. I'm just, I've just Googled Kyushu, Kyushu Island in Japan. Mm -hmm. uh, oh my gosh, all these waterfalls. Do you have, you have more than one? Because I can see several. I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, there are a ton. I mean, I, I personally have not found any, but that's not to say they are not there. I, I actually live in a caldera. <laughs> Right. I, I more or less live in an active volcano, so that's oh. my little. Uh, okay, my stay little... safe. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's. I think that's what's protecting us. <laughs> mm -hmm. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> I would suggest that you Google some images of Kyushu yourself, <laughs> and find all these amazing images of these waterfalls. It's like so magical. Anyways, uh, I'm in London. And it's really hot today. Um, as you guys know, I've already mentioned this several times. I don't deal well with the heat. I try to run away from the sun whenever I could. Uh, and right now, I'm so blessed with the fact that the sun is actually facing, is directing its sunlight to the other part of where I am. So that's great, right? 
and I have my fan, my desk fan with me right now to keep me cool. So I'm all set. This is really funny because, um, well, Shireen and myself come from Malaysia, which is north of the equator. Yeah. We should be trained for the sun. <laughs> Nora, I left Malaysia because I couldn't deal with the heat. <laughs> I thought coming to United Kingdom, <laughs> it will be cold all the time. But how wrong was I? <laughs> oh, well, can we just probably say this probably due to global warming? But... You know, Possibly. London is much warmer than it probably should be. <laughs> what? Well, right now, I mean, you know, like, to be honest with you, it's a bit weird, you know. It's been really weird the last few years, I would say. Like, last week, it was actually pretty cold. Like, I still had to, you know, wear my sweatshirts and, you know, I had to wear my jacket when I go out and stuff because there was, like, it was really breezy and a bit chilly. But as of Sunday this week, it just got really, really hot. It's like, you know, you almost want to walk out like naked. I mean, don't do that. But I'm just saying because it's been so hot. You know what I mean? You feel like taking off all your clothes. And it's like, it's getting hot in here. Let's take out all your clothes. Oh, I love Nelly. Do you, do you remember Nelly? I do remember that song. Yeah. I love Nelly. Nora, have you met Nelly? Nora, why don't you tell our listeners what you, you, you do? Yeah. Well, not in the current moment. I am unfortunately one of those people who have been, uh, I wouldn't say we were laid off ever. It just, entertainment was canceled. Mm. Concerts were canceled. So I am currently jobless, but enjoying it. Mm. I work um, before the coronavirus hit all of us. I was in Russia doing one of the very last shows. Mm. (laughs) Who was that for? You're not allowed to say it, it's okay. (laughs) <laughs> it's cool um, I can't even remember wait <laughs> yes I was touring and so the last year was in Russia coming back from that I thought it was going to be a one month break from the road which now turned out to um, what what is it are we in our third month of I being believe so. in, in this uh, predicament yeah and it doesn't look like concerts are coming back anytime soon. In fact, the second wave of infections might hit us before uh, we can go to festivals again. Yeah, I mean, that's bound to happen because a lot of countries are easing out on the um, the whole lockdown rules, right? Like, for example, <laughs> the UK, I don't know what our prime minister is thinking, but he's saying like, you know, yeah, shops. I mean, the shops have just reopened like as of two weeks ago. Uh, Oh, I've got a story on that. Um, (laughs) And restaurants, cinemas and stuff are going to reopen in the next couple of weeks too. Um, You know, it's it's just that until we have a vaccine, until we have a vaccine, the chart is going to go up and down, up and down, up and down. And then, you know, lockdown is going to be eased and then it's going to be tightened again. It's going to be eased and tightened again. Do you know what I mean? Because it's never going to go away. You know, it's it's one of those viruses that's so easily infected, uh, you know, um, sorry, so easy to get infected by. And it's just like, it'll never go away, you know, just like the flu, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the flu become, has become seasonal. Yeah. Um, I just hope that they are able to per, to um, create a vaccine or it will be one of those viruses, you know, kind of like HIV where there isn't currently a vaccine. They're working on it, but for however many years that's been going on. Yeah. Um, 
So, you know, that that's always the, like the scary one. Like, what if they can't make one? Like, oh, what are we going to do? Like, mm. what will become our new normal? I think that's something that a lot of people haven't fully tried to grasp as they try to return back to their old normal and not kind of accept that there is a new normal that we all have to adjust. Yeah. I mean, I mean, my biggest fear about this not... Um, I mean, for a vaccine not be be um, available, yeah, produced or yeah, becoming available is that we will not be able to travel freely anymore. And I think because of the nature of not just my job, but you know where I am from, or you know where I am right now is not necessarily where I want to be. <laughs> and I, I love that being able to go in and out of the country, going home, going places. And that, I think, is my biggest fear because I think the only way for for people or countries to protect themselves from the invasion of people who have the virus, you know, spreading more um, sickness into the country is to block off their borders. And if that continues to happen, I know that's kind of scary. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, you know, mm. she now needs to go home. Yeah, you know, t- at some point, um, I'm sure Shireen would like to go home at some point. Yeah, yeah. I also have my next vacation booked um, in August. That's coming up, and that's that's to go to the U.S. <laughs> so right now, we don't know what's happening with that. It's like I I don't know if we're allowed to travel to the U.S. or what it's going to be like when we travel back. You know, right? I don't. I'm not sure because like. Yeah, I spoke with my mom and she was saying um, just Florida, because she lives in Florida, has had record high numbers in a day, mm-hmm. you know, earlier mm-hmm. this week on a Monday, 3,000 new cases, Tuesday, 3,000 new cases, Wednesday, 4,000 new cases. And it's yeah. just like, oh, yeah, today we've hit 55 new, 5,500 new cases. And I'm like, you guys have hit 20,000 cases and we're not even finished with the week. Yeah. And so that to me, that's very alarming. It's just, it's just kind of showing that people aren't. Yeah. taking the precautions they need to to kind of prevent the spread of infection so yeah if countries are looking at that like wow america's a hot spot they probably are not willing to open their borders to have people go to america and vice versa have people come from america because the numbers are just out of control right now and they don't have any kind of like safety measures in place right now right, right. it's like only a few states are adopting you know the the right kind of safety precautions right now but not every state and people are still traveling interstate right so right. so if you're coming from florida you can easily go to colorado or whatever and you know if you're So um, speaking of Colorado, there's something really funny that I need to tell you guys. So I read an article on NPR a couple months back, probably in April, when this whole lockdown thing happened. And it was an article about a guy who has been living in, um, in a remote area, like mountainous region in Colorado mm, for nice. 50 years. And he has been basically uh, living in isolation for, you know, more than half his life. He's 70 years old now. And um, the article is just about, you know, getting tips from someone who has 50 years of social distancing um, experience. Mm-hmm. And I was so taken by the way he described his um, life that I wrote 
to mm-hmm. the author of that article mm-hmm. because I said I want to send this guy a damn postcard. No, like, you know I want to brighten up his day. Like yeah, you know, I care. And so, <laughs> um, I got an email back from the writer. Mm-hmm. And just like let me email him. I'm like, what? He's he's he does email. Yeah. I imagine a guy in isolation is you know sitting in his with no technology. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you know that that um, disappointed me a little. Mm-hmm. But I've been writing emails um, to him back and forth since no then. Yeah. Wow! Wow! And it's really amazing. It's just again, you know, he's telling me that you know he went away. To be all by himself, and then my job, as you know, takes me all over the place. And for him, going to the grocery store is a big thing for him. Like it gets him nervous and anxious because he's, he's you know, skiing to the closest town to get groceries. And so, yeah, just just talking about our lives, mm. you see that you know, yeah, people. Make it regardless of you know what situation you fall into. I mean, he chose to be in isolation, but yeah, it's yeah. It's, so when you say Colorado, I'm like, oh yeah, I have a friend in Colorado. <laughs> <sighs> That's so cool. What a story. Um, how long has this been going on for? Um, I think the article. I probably read the article sometime in April. So it was just right when uh, we were all put, you know, under this new rule of staying indoors and and um, yeah and and I don't know. It's just the way his his outlook on life. Um, anyway, his name is Billy Barr. Maybe you guys can look him up because there are how do you a spell his articles? B A R R. I believe there's a politician called Billy Barr in America, isn't there one? Uh, I, be- I believe, but I'm horrible at politics. It's not so. that dude. <laughs> yeah, anyway, isn't he like the current something of something <laughs> attorney okay, general? Yeah, I, I believe I the see William his Barr sounds right <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, so not that Billy Barr. I'm not talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? He <laughs> <laughs> could be moonlighting. <laughs> that you know, his his life sounds like um, do you know that that movie Into the Wild? Is that right? With uh, oh yeah, Emil yeah. Hirsch. You know where he kind of like wanted to leave everything behind, all this modern stuff behind, to go and live in the wild in Alaska or somewhere. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was trying to make his way to Alaska, but didn't make it because of a poisonous mushroom. I yeah, believe that was his story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I used to uh, be a flight attendant, I used to encounter the off the gritters, and I always thought they were fascinating. You know, one guy's like, I come into town once a year. And I'm like, once a year? He's like, I'm on this airplane. This is the first time I've been on a plane in 20 years. And I was just like, wow. wow. And so they're always quite interesting. And I also find myself sometimes watching those. Um, they're on HGTV, but it's like essentially people who are like, I want to go and be a homesteader off the grid. And they, you're following their journey as they go mm-hmm. out and they build this house in the middle of nowhere. And, yeah. And how they have to bring all these supplies in. And I just think like, wow, that's pretty cool. I <sighs> don't know if I could be that off the grid. Yeah. <laughs> Where, I think when you watch something on TV or when you're reading about it, it's like, you know, like everything on paper seems easy and, oh, wow, you know, you you feel that you can do it. But then the, in reality, it's like, okay, it's, it's just impossible. <laughs> you know, you couldn't even get yourself to go and look for 
a plot of land or something to even start building. You know what I mean? Anything.、Mm. Yes. Yeah. So,、um, so speaking of new normal, we were about to get into that earlier.、Um, I went to the shops this morning to get some stuff for the house. And there were people, not as many as I anticipated initially, and there were no traffic, so that was nice. It's like part of me, I was like, okay,、um, I wasn't sure if the shops are ready to be open. I don't think it's, it's the right time, but when, when is the right time, right? You'll never know.、Um, right. At the same time, when I went back out there, I, was, I felt quite sad because, like, I, because we've been in this situation, we've all been in so called this hibernation mode for the last, what, 12, 15, 16 weeks, however long it's been, that I'm so used to it. And I'm so used to going out only to get my essentials, you know? And it just taught me a lesson on like all these material stuff, all this stuff that we've been buying. We don't actually need them, you just need essentials. And when I used to go out during lockdown to get my food, I went to the food store and stuff. You know, okay, fine, we had to get in line to get into the supermarket, but it was fine. I didn't have to rush for anything. Sure, I still have to work from home and I have my children, you know. But at the same time, I felt like I wasn't rushed. I didn't have the stress of like, oh shoot, I have to rush back to get this or I have to go to this place afterwards to do this. You know what I mean? Like、right. today, like I said, I was partly sad because, like, oh my gosh, you know, things will get back to normal one day and, you know, we, st- we will have to start rushing again and, we would, you know, our needs will change because it's not, you know, it, it's just. I don't know. Do I want to go back to how things were before or do I want to embrace this new normal? I don't know.、I'm, like I said, I just felt a bit sad that I was reminded that, you know, I remember how, how fast paced my life was before, before the lockdown, before the pandemic, you know? And I kind of、like、enjoyed not having to rush from one place to another and doing, I, I'm still doing like 10 million different things, you know, at any one point, but. It's, it's not like I have to physically get to places. Do you know what I mean? What、right. do you guys think about that?、Um, I think it's funny because my experience is kind of the opposite. I wasn't doing much before the pandemic happened, and not much in my life actually changed, <laughs> with the exception of I'm a teacher.、Um, and so when Japan decided to shut down schools nationwide, I still had to go into the office and sit there and be a glorified desk warmer. The <laughs> best. Desk warmer, I could be <laughs>、uh, without students. So essentially, you know, my daughter's daycare was still open. So she was still going to daycare. Her life was still normal. I was still going to work minus students. So my life was still normal. And I rarely go out to go shopping anyway. So nothing dramatically changed in my life. So it was just kind of business as usual, with the exception that now, like, mandatory mask wearing and social distancing. But other than that, it was just kind of I was already kind of doing it. And you, Nora?、Um, yeah, I mean, my life changed drastically、um, because I was constantly moving. I was never in one place for very long periods of time ever. I was crossing borders every day, if not every other week,、um, crossing continents, actually. You know, I'd be in the US and I'll be in Europe and I'll be in, you know,、um, South America again or back to Asia, it was just a constant、um, 
I guess, yeah, I was moving all the time. So when this happened, I was grounded. And in the beginning, it was hard because I never had more than two weeks mm. at home ever. I remember. And then, yeah. yeah, it's hard so, to but... pin you down. Like, Nora, when are we going to meet up? When are we going to have this call? It never happened. I know. You know, and it was, it was, it was, it was a, at first I was, I guess, in panic mode because I didn't know what to do with all the time that I suddenly have. Plus, you know, all of my jobs got canceled, all the concerts got canceled. So, but now I have to say, I am very, very happy about where I am because I finally have time to rediscover everything that I had to leave behind before. So for me, I mean, as much as, you know, it was, Financially, it's not the best thing to have happened, but I am appreciating this time that I have right now, I have to say. So, like you, I don't know if I can go back <laughs> yeah. to what was before um, yeah. for very different reasons, not because maybe I'll get too comfortable in this very sloth-like pace that I am in right now. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I, I mean, coronavirus is bad, but I have seen some of the benefits of kind of being able to stop and like really think and kind of go at your own pace. So I kind of wonder if this is kind of like the moment that you needed to try to shift gears into something mm-hmm. that is not as fast paced. And I think that was specifically for Norris. I mean, I'm not quite sure exactly what you do for a living, but I could, even so, it's still kind of, it's the same. It's just like, it, what it's doing is slowing the whole world down to actually have people stop and enjoy the moment and and just kind of take it easy for a little bit. Yeah. I mean, there's, I had this conversation with my husband yesterday um, because I've been to a few shops, not that many, okay? <laughs> um and I spoke to the workers, you know, people working there. And it's like, they, they were so happy. They were so happy for, for, for the shops to be reopened because that means that they get their job back. You know, some of these people were on zero hour contract. So that means that they've had, they, they didn't have a job for three months, for the last three months. And, you know, parents who have kids with no jobs, it's, you know, it was, it, it was pretty hard on them, right? Right. Um, so that's the thing it's like part of me I'm like I don't really want all the shops to reopen like now but at the same time I'm like the shops need to be open for it so that you know because these shops are the livelihood of a lot of people you know it's right. you know what I mean it's supporting them and their family and we must not forget that but at the same time there's also this question of you know safety precautions and trying to get keep people safe it's like you can't win in this argument can you it's 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 a tough one. It's catch twenty two. Yes, I I agree. Um, but I I think if people put a, a valiant effort into um, trying their best to kind of just think beyond themselves mm-hmm. and just just take the extra precautions, like okay, make sure you're doing what you need to do to ensure other others are kind of. Protected, yeah, yeah. Then yeah. it kind of just balances itself out, and I think what we're seeing is just miss this. This it's not quite balanced. Yeah. Not everyone's doing what they should be doing or the recommended stuff. 
um, and then thus it's kind of you see upsurges here and there. This is the and thing. So- yeah, I mean, like, do you guys not question when like you see people out there when they're out, especially in shops or you know, I don't know when they're like in close proximity with other people, they don't even wear their masks. You know, it's like that, I just I just don't get that. I mean, do you guys wear masks when you go out? Well, I live in Asia, and mask culture, you know, here big, has yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a big thing. So, mm-hmm. in fact, they they look at you quite strangely when you don't have a mask on. Yeah, and this was kind of before, even before I know uh, Corona happened. Yeah, I just definitely. remember influenza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oddly enough, right before Corona happened, I had an influenza outbreak at one of my elementary mm-hmm. schools, and it nearly took out all the kids at the school. Like they sure. almost had to shut the whole school down. Mm-hmm. And so, my junior high school that I also worked at is mandatory mask for everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone had to, you know, vigorously wash your hands. And because of that, I think there were only a couple cases of influenza at that junior high school I worked at. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now that's kind of essentially. We're just continuing that for Corona. Like um, all of the classes that I teach have all been split in half. Um, if the class can't be split in half, they've moved it to a, a bigger room where they just can actually create social distancing within the classroom. Yeah. Um, all students are have to wear masks. If they don't have a mask, the school will provide them a mask, and then they just have alcohol everywhere. They spray down that. So they're really taking the precautions to try and minimize and mitigate, you know, the issue. Um, my particular area had zero cases of corona, but, you know, they're trying to make sure it doesn't come in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're trying to do the best they can mm-hmm. to try to to try to make sure they have students fill out the paperwork. They have to check their temperature and put yeah. down where they've been. So they're they're really putting in the effort to, like, do tracing and make sure everyone has proper hygiene and make sure everyone wears a mask. Yeah, that's good. What about in Berlin, Nora? Um, it, it's not mandatory to wear the mask unless you go into stores or museums, but not you know when you're walking or in a or sitting in a park. And the parks here got very very overpopulated um, mm, since the I'm sun not came out. Yeah, of course. Um, same here. But you know, like you know, I was looking at numbers. I have not looked at numbers in a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Berlin has a population of about three million people. We have had two hundred deaths um, since this all started, and about eight thousand confirmed cases. So that's mm-hmm. very, very little. And mm-hmm. then you know, you Sheena was talking about Florida earlier, mm-hmm. and I just pulled up the um, numbers. Florida has a population of what, like 22 million people, and they have a hundred thousand cases, which, in comparison to Berlin, is a little bit more, but really not that much. So I think it's yes, when you look at numbers like, oh yeah, we have three thousand cases today and another three thousand cases today, but we have to look at it in proportion to how many people is actually living in that state. And it's a lot of people, and of and of course, Florida is another place where it's all sun and fun, and regardless of pandemics or not, people is it still do fun? want to go out. <laughs> is it still fun in Florida right now? I, I guess so. That's what people are. I doing. want to go to Disney World. I want to go to uh, Disney World. Well, no, Disney World is uh, they're I, not open, and I if know. they're lucky, if they're no, lucky. but but they were supposed to open. They've just delayed it now by a little bit. But they wanted to open. They announced that they wanted to open. 
I saw that. Oh yeah, they were supposed to yeah. open in July, middle of July, because my sister works for Disney. So why? Yeah. You know, so she, you know, the, she's been out of a job since they've shut down. Um, and th- what they're doing now is they're kind of like kind of doing a test run of the new procedures that they're going to implement mm-hmm. with the hopes of kind of see how is this going to work in a real world scenario if we're going to open back up mm-hmm. how can we ensure the safety of our employees as well as our customers and our guests that will be coming into our establishment so yeah the thing is i i have this in my mind right now like the line to get in is already bad when it's normal <laughs> it's gonna get worse when it's like the new normal right you have to wait for hours to get in and then once you're in you have to get in another line to get in onto all the rides it's almost pointless to you know well, I, mean? I mean they they have that fast pass concept so they can really take that idea and just oh run yeah with it. You well, know what I mean, like, don't come to the park unless we tell you to at this particular time. You mm, know, like, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> they, they, I could, I could see, you know, the mouse running, running a tight ship. <laughs> it's like, you do not ride the Space Mountain until I tell you to. <laughs> that's quite cute. I mean, like, that's the plan because we were planning to go to LA this August, the one we booked for. And I just want to take my boys back to um, Disneyland because although they've been to Disneyland several times before, but they were so young, they don't remember a thing. You know what I mean? When I show them pictures of them next to Donald Duck, which I'm staring at right now, they're like, oh, when did that happen? I was like, "Uh, okay, clearly you don't remember because you were super young. So it's time to go back. Um, And I really want to go back because I just love Disneyland. I've never been to Disney World. I would love to. But... uh, you know one day but now with all this going on right now i don't even know if we will even get to go to the states we're gonna be yeah and it's like the uk has kind of like terrible figures when it comes to this pandemic you know we had a lot of people who kind of were infected by it and died from it um where that we've got the highest number in europe um we're like the top three or something right now it's it's not looking good but I was just going to say, and I kept saying this to people, I'm not defending anybody. And perhaps I think there's a there's been a huge mismanagement by the government of the UK on, on coronavirus. But who am I to say? Because I don't really know the ins and outs of things. And it's, it's a very complicated thing to manage, right? But one thing that I, I believe what's happened in the past is the fact that when it first started, because um, I'm not really sure with Berlin and where you are, Sheena, but London is a place where a lot of us rely on public transportation to get to work and places. So for the longest time, we've all had to be in each other's spaces. You know, I remember when I was getting on the tube at one time and I was just thinking to myself, oh, maybe I should start wearing a mask. You know what I mean? Like being stuck in this like kind of like really kind of like cramped, congested kind of like carriage with hundreds of other people it's just not healthy regardless you know forget coronavirus just on a normal right. day like right i just don't want their germs or anything like that i don't want to smell these people you know what i mean all right. these bo's especially in the heat right but i think that's what happened that's that's why our number has been really bad especially in london um, because london was the one of the first places in the uk where the numbers were high was because all of us were having to do this you know we had to travel to work using the buses the tubes you know uh we we don't have the luxury of driving around or you know some of a cycle and even then you know because 
you get infected by droplets, right, for coronavirus. So even when you're cycling next to someone who's really sweaty and you're stuck at a light, there's a possibility you could get it then. You know what I mean? Right. So that's that's all I've got to say about the numbers for, for the UK. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, in theory, that makes sense. Larger cities would have larger... Um the higher higher infection higher rate cases, higher yeah. infection rate because everyone's so condensely populated. Yeah. You know, everyone's just in these tight quarters and they have to navigate through that. And I think, you know, I'm in a very, very rural area area. Like, you know, I have to it takes what, twenty minutes for me to go to the supermarket by car. <laughs> And, and that's that's one of the few in the area. And if I want to go to a bigger store, I have to drive over a mountain. So that's a good 45 minute drive. And and so it's just kind of like so part of me was like, I would like to move to a more slightly more populous area. Mm-hmm. And then there are other aspects where I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm cool right where I am. Like, <laughs> I'm 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 OK with my rural life where, you know, <laughs> no street lights is pitch black outside. Like don't go yeah. out it, you know yeah i mean like speaking of the new, new normal as well like my kids are back at school now and um you know i i i'm i guess i'm one of those very few parents who were very excited when i heard that school was going to reopen um people were like you're crazy it's not safe blah 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 and i was thinking to myself right listen i'm hoping that my kids are going to be okay but I was, I was stuck at home with them for three months, okay? Uh, Sheena, you're a parent. Nora, I'm sure you can kind of empathize with us. I had to um, work from home, and my job is really demanding. I have, I have a full-time job, and I have two other kind of like side hustle that I'm doing as well. So I've been really, really busy. But at the same time, I still had to homeschool them. And it, it's not like when I say homeschooling, it's not like they have access to kind of like a their teachers online it's more like parents having to be super hands-on and sit down with their children and do the schoolwork with them all the time do you know what i mean it's like how Mm. is that even possible to do that alongside working trying to fit in meetings and calls and doing your work and all these project deliveries and stuff like that it was just crazy impossible and and my kids are like super active boys you know Nora you've met them you know what they're like (laughs) they're cute (laughs) ah not so much now (laughs) yeah one's about to become a teenager soon so okay (laughs) anyways um and I was just like so looking forward to them going back to school and I know a lot of parents were like, you know, they're still still apprehensive about the whole thing, the whole idea about their kids going to school. But I tell you what, for three months of kids not being in so- contact with their friends and not having any kind of like social connection with others, I could see that my kids were kind of like falling apart, you know? And right. I yes. just thought, do you know what? 12 weeks, it's time to go out there. You just have to face the music, you know? I'm pretty sure the school have kind of like implemented various different kind of like security measures to make sure the children are safe. There is no way the schools will be reopening themselves without ensuring that, you know, safety comes first for all the children, right? Sheena, you're a teacher. Right. Right. And now I tell you what, three weeks in, my kids are super happy. Every day when I pick them up from school, of, of course, there are a lot less uh, kids uh, in their classroom. There's from, I don't know, maybe before they were, they were like 20 of them. Now there's only five or six because they have to socially distance the kids, you know. Mm-hmm. But every time I pick them up, they're so much happier, you know. 
even though they are interacting with less friends, they still had have the time to play and have their own time away from their parents. And for me, it's like my gosh, you know, it's so great for my mental health. Do you know what I mean? I can actually focus、right. on my work, on myself, and things that I want to do.、Um, yeah. No, I, I I understand that,、um, especially the mental health part, because I feel like when I teach, the students give me energy, and to sit at a desk, this you know, for three months sitting at a desk made me realize I never want a desk job. So <laughs> I would probably always be a teacher because I sat there and you know, in three months I planned like two years worth of curriculums and made a whole bunch of stuff, and and still I was bored out of my mind, and I was just kind of like, yeah, no, I I like the interaction、um, with the kids. You know, you see their different personalities and. And try to foster, you know, good attributes from them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I I can't empathize with both of you, but obviously because I don't have children, I don't share that same、um, challenges、uh, as us. <laughs> yes, but but I can liken、um, the whole issue of you waiting for schools to reopen with me wanting to see. A basketball game again, or a baseball game again, and I just, I just got so excited when they said, "Oh yeah, the、M、NBA is coming back,、mm -hmm. um, or the MLB is coming back." And I think you know, like waiting for sports to come back is also something that a lot of people are probably、mm -hmm. just you know anxious about because you don't know how it's going to happen. I mean, it's close contact sports. Like, how will they make this work? But、oh, they're trying I... to do something about it, so. I took my son to his first cricket practice last night. <laughs> yeah, and I was surprised of how well you know the the training academy kind of managed the whole social distancing thing.、Uh, it was hand hand sanitizers. It was out outdoor, so they were out in like a huge playing field. It was really nice actually,、um, but you know、um, they had to bring their own cricket ball and. Um, there's no touching. Do you know what I mean?、Um, you sanitize your hands after you've used a bat if it's not yours, kind of thing. So it's possible, but like you know, like we all said before, this is our new normal, right? So this is how we have to deal with things, right? We have to live life at a slower pace and spend a bit more time just to keep safe. You know what I mean?、Mm. Yeah. I mean,、so、I I like the fact that everyone is cleaner. Yes. I mean, I think what it really showed was like, especially the whole toilet paper pandemic. I don't know <laughs> if you had to deal with it. We did. As, like, it, it started、yes. in Asia and went westward because I was very confused when it happened. I think it started in Australia.、Uh, I think it started、shoot. in Australia with this、um, woman, and it went viral in social media, and then that that started the whole scaremongering. Okay, I'm not sure. I just yeah, but then it went to Asia. Obviously, I'm just kind of like. Why is there no toilet paper? <laughs> I'm so confused. They're like, oh, they heard that you can use a mask. Da, 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 da. I'm just like, that makes no sense whatsoever. And then there's some rumor here. I think for the month of April or perhaps May, something about butter. So you couldn't find butter in all the stores here. And I'm just like, what, what is going on? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Stop. We had、Twitter. we had flour. We had a shortage. Yeah, we had a shortage of flour. Yeah, yeah. Because everybody, See, everybody was making banana bread.、Mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, every... I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, everybody started a new hobby, and that was、uh, during the pandemic. It was baking. God knows what it is now. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And my 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 new hobby is just like completely different. 
<laughs> Why does that? Oh, I invested into a pet, so I I have a, a pet snake, so I decided I'm going to make this really beautiful, um, almost like indoor rainforest. Oh, nice for this for this pet snake. So, oh yeah, wow, I, I, <laughs> snake! Wow, you're brave. What kind of snake? Oh, ball python. Oh, let's talk about this in our next episode, huh? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, let's talk about pets and the nightmares or happiness that they bring us. <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> well, on that note, speaking of next episode, guys, um, anything else you guys want to share with our listeners? I think huh? we got most of what yeah, we wanted to. Yeah. Um, I think we've shared on. a lot about the pandemic, right? And how we've all been dealing with it and what's next. Right. Um, I think yeah. um, it's the every month has been something crazy. So we're I'm just hoping for a really quiet month of July. That's mm. what I, you know, hope, we'll hoping see. for. <laughs> yeah. All right. Only ladies. time will tell. Yeah. Well, like you said, just you have to wait and see. <laughs> um, so cool. All right. Good talking to you. And we'll catch yes. up at our next podcast. Sounds like a plan. All right. Later. Bye. 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 Bye.